I'm Andy Murphy, and this is the Toasted Sister Podcast, radio about indigenous food. I have a short and sweet episode for you today, food poetry. Now, before I get started, I'd like to say thank you so much for your support through Patreon and by purchasing stuff from the Toasted Sister Shop. Because of that, I was able to get some new audio recording equipment. I'm currently speaking on a new microphone right now. So thank you so much for your support. Now let's get started with this episode, shall we? First up, Tiffany Midge with two poems. She's a Hunkpapa Lakota humorist, poet, and author. Her latest is a 2019 collection of essays called Bury My Heart at Chuck E. Cheese's. If the travel chefs Anthony Bourdain and Andrew Zimmerman of Bizarre Foods had a baby, I think it would resemble the following poem. This is in response to my time spent in Thailand and the novelty of discovering that McDonald's, yes, McDonald's, delivers. McDonald's delivers. Mealworms in a paper sack make a spicy midnight snack, while scorpions you snap and chew like gum that sticks beneath your shoe. I have pickled eggs with every meal. Are they plastic or are they real? The open markets hang heads of swine. You can drown the smell with swigs of wine. The dogs are hand-fed ballpark franks. It gives them pep to mate like minks. Geese innards glisten black on hooks. Coconut husks are stacked like wood. Durian fruit should be strictly avoided. The smell is like old garbage exploded. I ate a concoction of fermented crabs. The bar girls picked out the shells like scabs. The peasant shacks are quaint and cheap. Cats with fleas purr at your feet. I don't like noodles, and I'm sick of pork. No chopsticks here. The Thai use forks. Yes, yes, spicy. Yes, yes, hot. The liver's good. The chicken's not. I like the corn, the ice cream too, especially with the harbor view. The biped shrimpers make their rounds, also the pannier cooks and their Hong Kong sounds. Thus so far, I've shunned KFC and Sizzler, but Lord, I give in, McDonald's delivers. Portrait of a Backwoods Wife with an Axe to Grind Tree Babe Last night's supper A rabbit stew I'd set traps for all month. An acre of corn I shucked for a week. And he spoke just two words. Tree, babe. Over and over like a parrot. Sure was a whole other story through courtship. 
ain't it always, though? You'd think men of grand myth, those larger-than-life folk, could deliver romance in proportion to the campfire ballads. You'd think heroic, right? Epic. Wrong. How many hours did I pour over the recipes? 101 ways to cook mammoth, how to stretch a carcass into next week, easy budgets for folk deities. When I begged for a holiday, he said, tree, which means Eureka on business or Mount Shasta again, a summit meeting on Redwoods, like that's a vacation. So I says to him, you love trees so much you should have married one. And he picks up his axe, heads for the door, eyeing me all suspicious, like I'm going to go Lizzie Borden on him, and says, babe, just that, babe. You can find Tiffany Midge on Twitter and Facebook and by Googling her book, Bury My Heart at Chuck E. Cheese's. Next, let's hear from Tate Walker. They are a two-spirit storyteller, and they are mini Wakanju Lakota. I like tacos by Tate Walker. I want you. An ache deep in my core drives me to collect the pieces of you scattered around like raw promises, waiting for me to feast. I lick my lips, salivating at the thought of your splintered fragments coming together and reforming into something beyond both of us. It makes me come undone. I work my fingers through a mound of your sticky recipe, kneading every part of you, letting you rise just high enough. You like it rough. A slap here, a pull there, tugging, pressing, stoking the fire and stretching your limits until gently... So gently, I lay you flat, not to rest, but to burn. You writhe for me. Sizzling with expectation, I wait, impatient and hungry for you. It is ecstasy to watch your hills and valleys slick and glistening and drowning in the pop song of anointed bluebirds. But we're not finished. Just as you're about to combust, I flip you and start the mad process over. Your body undulates for me, and suddenly your hot brown perfection is ready, and so is my tongue. Sometimes we play around with honey when you're feeling soft, sweet, and warm, or sometimes we get wild like rice, but tonight there's only meat. Let us experiment on your kamad bod with dairy-free cheese that melts in my mouth <laughs> and in my hand. Round in all the right places, your lovely lumps taste so good, and I moan your name, thanking the ancestors for the gift that will forever sit upon my soul and thighs. You are my deliciously undeniable fry bread. That was Tate Walker. Check out jtatewalker.com for more information. Now let's hear three short poems by Donnell Barlow, Ottawa writer and chef. You heard from her earlier in this podcast. Let her steep. She came into his world like a strong cup of tea, a memorable combination of flavors that felt familiar while creating something new, tantalizing his senses with hints of spice and delicate notes of sweetness mixed with the essence of Mother Earth, offering aromatherapy as well as medicine for the soul. Fry bread. 
White flour, oil, powdered milk, and lard, the key elements of a recipe that became a symbol of colonization. Ingredients chosen strategically to weaken indigenous populations for generations to come. Embraced by what was available at the time, with little resources to depend on. While being appealing and hearty, this food of oppression comes at a cost. Having the highest diabetes in the nation, perpetuating the genocide of more indigenous relatives. Comfort food. Her presence felt like a home-cooked meal. She carried a sense of familiarity about her. Her natural scent and aroma brought him back to that time. Memories of the past, food made with love. Written by Donnell Barlow. Donnell is always writing new material. She has a new book of poetry out called Words Have No Meaning, and then a memoir called Medicine Tracks, and a cute kid's book called Bigfoot and Lightning Bug. Find her at donnellbarlow.com. Next, I have Ruby Orozco Santos. She's a poet, and her short book of nextimization poetry, which is called Inventos Mios, won the 2019 Treehouse Poetry Book Award. This piece is, of course, about nextimization. Calcium hydroxide. I'm writing about nextamal, I say. White man at the table is first to speak, eagerly lists chemical reactions molds periodic table into steel speculum, inserts cold metal up my grandmother's skirt. I nod politely, a survival strategy imprinted in every cell for at least four generations. Fight, flight, or nod for your life. I guard my jeweled kernels deep in las tripas with this silence like African sisters tucked seeds in hair across Atlantic, like abuelas in Oaxaca cultivated wildly in 1523, in sacred mountain labia, in ravine folds so hidden lest they lose their limb or life. The risk of mutilation begets a certain polite silence. In 2004, my boss at Berkeley pushed to break my silence. Colleagues' eyes ping-ponged, their pupils' apertures recalibrating from me to her as she insisted I speak, insisted. I dug in my belly, the place in my body where words do their sprouting. I said the knowledge I longed for was carried by my elders, gently folded paliacate en el bolsillo, walked across state lines in huaraches cruzados, banked in mayonesa McCormick jars, huayi mijita en ese chiquihuite, in crowded cabinets until the right season or the right person called them forth. She again insisted, cheeks flushed, fragile, pink, nostril capillaries a brighter red, insisted she was not offended, her pupil squarely on me, who would not be her pupil. Insisted, insisted, one last time insisted we should organize an elder symposium on campus. I nodded politely. These seeds are not for you. These poems may or may not be for you. 
You see, despite my C and chemistry, I connect with, listen to, percussive seeds arriving, pouring, cascading into colander. I observe these relatives rinsing, their bumpy, wet bodies activating, greeting back this human relation, this caregiver, life taker, lineage insurer. I know I've been out of the loop for a bit and this is the first episode in about two months, but I really needed some time to breathe and do some house projects and plan for the future. And now I'm really looking forward to producing episodes about prison and food, traditional foods in Alaska, and bees. So please stay tuned. I'm not done yet. There's so much more to talk about. So thank you so much for subscribing and learning about indigenous food with me to give a special shout out to new patrons on Patreon, Cheyenne Smith, Daniel Lucio, Samuel Anderson, Shelby Meissner, Aaron Thomas, Sarah Mock, Adrian, Laurel Goodluck, Anna Aspenson, Gloria Putnam, and Jeannie Wolf. Thank you so much for your support, and if you want to support this podcast on a monthly basis, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. It really helps me do what I love doing, which is telling indigenous food stories. Other ways you can support this podcast is by checking out what's in the Toasted Sister shop at ToastedSisterPodcast.com. You can share this podcast with your friends, and you can rate and review this podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time.